This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl van der Merwe, And today in episode 196, we're going to be talking about fan school, which we talked about um, long ago, actually, in episode 47. And then we just looked at the games. But this time we're going to look at it specifically as a platform for student blogging. And I have Mr. Fan School himself here with us, Eric Nelson. Welcome, Eric. Hi, great to be here. Well, it's nice to have you back again. So back when um, I first interviewed Eric back in episode 47, I had discovered him somewhere. Who knows? I don't remember anymore. And he had come up with when he was a teacher himself, he'd come up with an idea of fantasy uh, game type learning but using academic topics and his first two things you could do was um, for uh, states and countries and then you also introduce the one with um, politicians which you now have as well and so I teach government I teach geography so it was the perfect fit and I still use these games in my classes so if your child is in my um, high school geography class or my um, high school government class, they will encounter the games, which are a lot of fun. The kids do still get to draft who they want and they follow them. They can they can uh, drop who they've got when they think another country or if it's a somebody in Congress is going to be more folk, featured in the news. And it's how often these things are featured in the news in positive and negative lights. Uh, and so it gets really involved in current affairs. Um, so I know that you added some new games. So before we go into the blogging ex- aspect, just tell me about the games that I haven't used. Yes. The idea here is that uh, students are owners of their learning. And so uh, this became uh, something that students could uh, basically draft a team that they wanted to learn about and then uh, follow them in the news. And then uh, that could lead to some uh, fun pedagogical play and publishing and discussion. So in addition to uh, being able to draft uh, countries and explore the world and states and politicians, uh, you can also draft businesses uh, from the Fortune 500 list. And uh, we just added animals uh, that you can draft and then you score points for news. You can see when, uh, for instance, uh, elephants are in the news and uh, learn about them a little bit more. And also uh, what we're very excited about, elements of the periodic table. So you can draft uh, from the periodic table like you might a world map. And then you'll you'll be able to see when, you know, carbons in the news, for instance, and read about it and get publishing. Right, I know. I, I realized I need to tell my chemistry teacher this because I think that would be really fun um, to, to add that in with uh, a chemistry class. Okay, so now let's move on to, so first of all, there's the game. So just for the games themselves, this is totally worth it. This is not a free site, um, but what is your cost now for homeschoolers? There's a free 14-day trial and parents can sign up for $49 a year. And this, this allows uh, your student to uh, publish and play and also uh, creates their own spaces. So uh, that student, that uh, child can sort of act like a teacher with uh, parental verification, which is right. $49 a year. 
I mean, this really is very unique and different. And you know that I'm all about um, adding fun into learning because that's the way I believe children learn best is when they're actually enjoying themselves. And so, you know, this is something I would really suggest you take a look at um, because it's it's just, it's, it's a perfect way to learn and kids getting involved, as Eric said, with their own learning without it feel like they're doing school. Um, okay, so... Let's talk a little bit about now about your blogging platform, how that works. Yes. So long story short, uh, I took my games and I uh, was talking to other teachers here in town. And there were two other organizations, Kid Blog and Insert Learning, that were also doing some uh, educational driven things. Kid Blog was doing publishing. Insert Lear Learning was like a coaching layer on top of the Internet. Uh, we all got together and said, let's let's team up and do this uh, better. And so uh, fan.school is now a safe and social learning network where students own and share their portfolios. So it br basically brings everybody together around play, publishing, portfolios, and, and we like to think uh, more student power. So at a lot of schools, uh, you know, administrators, adults have a lot of the power, uh, but this uh, gives students a way to publish um, inside and outside educator spaces, and with uh, parents' uh, permission and feedback safely and socially, but also allows them to sort of own their portfolio and join a network where they can share their learning uh, as they sort of get interested in different topics and uh, start with their interests and then publish about them. Okay, so when, okay, so let's say like a parent has a child who um, has been following zebras and um, wants to write a piece about why we should have more zebra conservation, for instance. They write the piece. Does it get published automatically or does the parent get to see it before it gets published? So if the, if the, the uh, students can publish for free on our site, so technically somebody, a uh, student could just go on and publish about zebras. And if they, you know, when they tag, for instance, science and nature, if you scroll to the bottom of our homepage, uh, you can click explore and sort of see a bunch of uh, student articles uh, by those subject areas. And so they, they might click uh, tag science and nature and uh, we get to see it and decide if it should go public. So a student can go public uh, based on our team but if a parent verifies them through payment that or connects to them, uh, this happens before payment, uh, the parent gets to see it and uh, becomes the moderator there. So, the, so they can the make sure that their child isn't publishing something they don't want them to. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So the parent can uh, you know, respond to it positively. The parent could pull it back uh, to give uh, feedback, for instance. And then uh, once that parent connection is made and verification happens, you basically own your portfolio for life and can, you know, do anything that you want with it, which is fun to document a trip or publish about your interests, something like that. Right. Um, so, uh, what was it? okay, what I was, one of the things I was going to say is that you could, you also have the ability to follow different students, correct? Students can follow each other. Yes, uh, there's a it's picture pictured as a portfolio network. So uh, you can not only follow different class spaces, for instance, but you can also we call it fan, you can fa become fans of other students. And then when those students publish, uh, those articles uh, sort of go into your feed. So you guys can, uh, you know, see each other's learning, and then respond to it, celebrate it. Uh, get inspired by it and maybe uh, create some publishing spaces together. 
Right. So, um, okay, well, I know what I was going to say. I know one of the problems in being a homeschool parent is, you know, if your kid isn't um, at a co-op or something and they're doing all their writing for you, the only person that sees it is you, the parent. And it's very uninspiring for a child to write for their parent. <laughs> the truth. So school, also has, school also has that problem. Right? Because Every you don't year. want to write for your teacher. They, yeah. they, they're slightly less cool than your parent, but it's not any fun. And that's the point. And I've actually I've actually talked about this in, in previous episodes. If I've, I think there was one I did just on this topic. If I could find it, I'll link to it too. Okay. The show notes, by the way, with links to all this will be at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. But nowadays, that is one of the things that the internet allows is it does allow one to publish and for other people to read it. And it's extremely validating for a student when somebody else reads their work, when someone else, you know, gets to see what they have done. And, uh, you know, then they take more pride in it. I learned this actually from a, a um, the lady who used to run the homeschool group that I joined when we just started. And her son never wanted to, to write at all, just never. He really into tech, was building his own computers and all that kind of thing. And she eventually said to him, why don't you start a blog about what you what you like? Yep. And and she let that be his writing. So it's exactly what you're doing now on a big fancy scale. And um, so he just started writing about tech stuff. And in fact, he got companies then sending him things to review. But that was how she taught him to write. Because she instead oh. of fighting with him, she let him write what he wanted. And it was really getting a real life audience, which meant that he paid a lot more attention to how he wrote and whether his grammar was correct because he didn't want it to go live, not correct. So not only will this be good for your child's learning about the topic, but they are likely to actually take more pains with their, with their actual writing. Absolutely. Yeah. What what do students have to show for a decade's worth of uh, work? You know, uh, audience of one schools have this problem. Micro schools have this problem. Home schools have this problem. So the more you can uh, sort of let, as you said, uh, let let it be uh, what the student wants it to be. Uh, they will they will grow to love reading and writing uh, as we let them do it. So at the beginning, you said the kid will have their own space. They can make it so like a portfolio. So they will they have a specific URL then that they can send people to with all their body of work? Yes. So all work stays with the learner's profile. So some are calling this profile of a learner. You can call it a portfolio, uh, lifelong learning blog. All that stays with. Uh, and is this whether you keep paying or, or do you keep paying to uh, to keep it? Do you pay your forty nine dollars every year? Yeah, student student owns it for life. Uh, they can either get verified by a teacher or by a parent, and that uh, that sort sort of uh, makes it public. Okay. So a, a student could technically build a uh, private. Uh, lifelong learning blog and uh, sort of be on the network uh, for free, but verification uh, provides moderators okay. to sort of help it go public. So you can build a portfolio over time and that profile stays with the URL. And then uh, you can, you can share that. You, you can link that uh, grandparents, for instance, aunts and uncles, for instance, could click the fan button on your profile and uh, get notified when you publish and can respond to different things too. There is, of course, another good reason for having a portfolio, which I know we've done a whole episode on digital portfolios, and that's when it comes to uh, applying for colleges and scholarships, because you can often actually put in a link to something, and that's where you can say, I enjoy writing, um, you know, I wrote a lot, and you can say, this is where I wrote, and then you can actually provide that link, 
and that will actually allow people to go and and see your body of work and uh, it could mean a lot of money for you actually in the future as well i know when my kids got to college they my one son in particular he had his own portfolio on a website and that's what he would link to but i know more and more students are doing that nowadays and so that's just a really another good reason to actually have a place where you can send somebody to see what your child has done but she's a homeschooler you know it's 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 it gives somebody an idea of what your child is capable of that they're not just sitting there at home watching tv and you're giving them an a but they're actually capable of writing an intelligent piece about whatever it is that's interesting to them yeah absolutely uh you know the i love the idea of a portfolio website you know oftentimes we 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 go through learning and then we build it we handcraft it uh later uh rather than you know just building it and showing what you can do your talents your skills your interests over time and mm -hmm. it, it sort of just builds itself and that's the that's the cool thing about uh, a fan school is it builds itself while you're playing and publishing and, and learning with family and friends right okay so we can find you then at fan.school that's correct. correct um what is your i know you're on instagram too so if you want, they want to follow you on instagram they'll find you at uh instagram is play fan school twitter would be fan school hq mm -hmm. and facebook is also fan school hq okay i'll have all those links in the in the show notes so if you forgot you can go back and have a look there one more thing is what age range do you suggest this for uh yeah we, we like to to think that our you know uh young readers and writers so third through 12th grade uh it works very well i've also got a seven-year-old that i've been uh you know sort of digitizing his uh best work each year and uh putting it in a article on his fan school which i plan to give him uh when he you know he starts uh, reading and writing a little bit better. Uh, but we, we also like to say uh, nobody gets uh, sixth through eighth grade boys writing and reading more uh, than us at fan school. So we're, we're really good at the sort of the fifth through 10th grade uh, spot where, mm -hmm. where you get to get online. Uh, you maybe uh, get distracted by some different things on, on you know, the various social media platforms rather than, you know, continuing to love and produce your learning uh, like you can do at fan school. So third through 12th grade in the end. All right. Okay. Go and have a look at this. I, I, I have been paying for this for years and I pay for very little. So that should say um, something because I try and use free things. Originally it was free. And when they went paid, I paid and that has happened very very few times in what i use it for um, when i'm teaching online and in our local co-op so um that's about as much as i could say is why you need to go and check out what eric's doing um i i literally have put my money behind this uh for many years so um i i just think it's fantastic i love the creativity and being so different and go and see if this isn't a good fit for your children well eric thank you for coming on again and sharing with us all these updates Thank you. Always fun. And thank you all for listening in again. And uh, join us on Facebook, on our um, in our Facebook group, the Homeschooling with Technology community. Share this episode with a friend who you think might uh, gain benefit from it and give us a rating and review wherever you're listening to us. And I'll see you again, same time, same place, next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermeerbeck. 
Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.